Don't lecture me, Obi-Wan. Anakin, all I'm telling you is where babies come from. I see through the lies of the Jedi. Anakin, for the last time, there's no such thing as a space stalk. Don't make me kill you. Welcome to this history of the Bad Kitty Funky Podcast. Yeah! Oh, oh my God, we're back again. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> I'm on the insurgents vampire. Bow, 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 bow. Welcome to one of the best damn podcasts in the world. We are those geeks you love talking about everything in geek entertainment and more. Yes, on tonight's more. podcast, we have an all-star cast with us. Starting off with Booster Greg. I have no intro bit. Wait, I tried Dave's, and I tried to merge it, and it just didn't work. Sorry, that won't happen again. Okay, well, we'll workshop that. Long <laughs> well, enough, we have Dave, the bearded menace. So you got to realize, Greg, is the power comes from these big brown lips here. I can't cast that here. Damn it, that's where I'm going wrong. Ooh, it's so smooth when it hits the lips. <laughs> mm, yeah. Speaking of smooth, we got Dot Chris. I want to see the coyote. <laughs> <laughs> Is, is anyone else creeped out by that? Yeah, like right bit. now, yeah. I, think, I think that's I just why felt, I, like I felt it. uncomfortable doing it, and I think I think that makes for a good bit. I think that's I'm, why do it again, like do it again, but do it again as Mayor Quimby. Do it again as Mayor Quimby. Uh, yeah, I want to see the coyote. <laughs> that's when he gets it. paid the big bucks, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Speaking of big bucks, we got TV's Casey. Yo. Yeah, we are your cast for tonight. <laughs> Welcome everybody. So tonight's episode, we got a bunch of different topics we're going to talk about in the Geek Entertainment World. Starting off with tossing another coin to our Witcher, Overly Plenty. Netflix saw a huge value of plenty as 72 million households tuned into the Witcher series. Holy yeah, crap. They They're like, mm-hmm. yo, we got to keep on this hype train. We don't have season two coming up yet, so we got to keep this gravy train rolling somehow. How do we do it, you ask? Mm. Well, Netflix announced officially that they are going to be animating the Witcher uh, anime style with the team that did the Avatar Legend of Korra series. And my God, am I ever excited for that because i personally really liked the um the uh the avatar Korra uh series and i thought it was really cool and uh here we go from the official netflix rumors are true a new witcher story is in the works the anime film the witcher nightmare of the wolf will take us back to a new threat facing the continent brought to you by the witcher team uh, and the studio mirror that was behind the Legend of Korra. And if you saw the Legend of Korra, it's got great action. It's got great story writing. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just an all-around great studio. And I really, really enjoyed it. Everybody that I knew that watched Legend of Korra and uh, the Avatar Aang series uh, really liked it as well. So, guys, you hear the Netflix is coming out with uh, Witcher Nightmare of the Wolf. It's going to be anime-ish style in the, the form of Legend of Korra. What do you think? I'm good with it. I mean, yeah, their their original like anime has been pretty solid so far, at least what I've seen, not including Godzilla. But I mean, like uh, Castlevania, Castlevania was really, really, really amazing. Good. That really Castlevania, like that. That. <laughs> so, as long as they stick with that and not the Godzilla Trevor route. fucking Belmont. And that's what excites me about it. Like, I agree with you, Greg. Also, as long as they stick with the classic like illustration and classic like inking, not the whole like whatever the fuck they did with Godzilla and the computer. Like, I mean, it's, it's not even that I'm worried about. Yeah, I mean that's that that's worrisome, but it sounds like they're going the Avatar like route, the Last Airbender. So I'm not so much worried about that. There'll probably be some 3D in there for like, I don't know. I mean, something. they could still go the Avatar route, but have it done that way. You know, like it still could be. Yeah. I just hope they. I hope this. What I hope so is that they keep with the gore, or they turn it up a notch with the gore, because Castlevania had a lot of gore in it. Yeah. To the point where crazy. even I, even I who love who loves watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre and stuff like that, even I was like, fuck. I need to stop. I gotta do something else for a second. I gotta need to watch like cat videos and shit. To, like... There's no boundaries when you're drawing something on a piece of paper. Yes, there really isn't. So I'm, I'm, I mean, the the Netflix like the actual live action Witcher was like gory enough. Yeah, you know. So I, I want to see like where how far they'll take it with an anime style. And in yeah. Ocon for uh, live in the, the Twitch chat, uh, there's no word on if it's connected to the Witcher series. This is all the information that Netflix has put out like for now. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm I'm really curious to see who's writing it, who the showrunner is, uh, who the cast is. Yeah, you, you don't have to get Henry Cavill in there, but I think you should. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. He, he, I don't he would mean do to spoil free. the surprise. Yeah, yeah like, he's such a Witcher fan. I'm He'd be like, "Yo, it. I can come in on the weekend. I can come, like, whenever you need me. I'm a Witcher fanboy. Let's go." He'll be working out while he's like doing the voice recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, toss a coin to me. <laughs> uh, Casey, what do you think about an animated Netflix uh, Witcher? I'm excited about it as long as it's traditional 2D yeah. animation and not 3D animation. I don't want to say I have a grudge against 3D animation, but you do say just say it. Just, it's okay to say it. I've just always much preferred 2D animation. I think it looks smoother, neater. But uh, reboot, I think it's got a lot better flow to it. Oh no, dude! It's it's from the studio that that did. Like, have you never seen Legend of Korra? No, I, I have. Of course, I have. But I'm because because my thing is, if they're tapping that studio, why would they go like a different, completely different art style? Can, can you imagine they tapped the studio for this this one specific look, and the art director's like, "I see why you got us, but imagine, yeah, three <laughs> D." I don't. I don't think they'll do that though. I mean, like, if if you know this studio does great work, and yeah. if anyone has seen uh, Korra, and you can see it live on Twitch uh, right now, uh, like this is the art style. It's a beautiful anime inspired art style. Great action movie. Like they want to do like a three D like Rebels Clone Wars. It's style. not about it being a Rebels Clone Wars kind of replacement style. What I'm thinking of is more like Dragon Ball Z Super Broly, where you have these really great two D animated sequences, but you also have that three D. Gotcha. In. Yeah. It just seems kind of lazy and and almost like yeah. taking a shortcut. If you were going to do a 3D Witcher show, just play the games. And like well, I from my experience, like any anime who does have like that 3D cell shaded like type of animation usually aren't that great. That's at least from my experience, every single one I've seen that looks like that, the story like was lackluster, the dialogue was lackluster, like it just wasn't that great. Have you yeah. not seen Toy Story? I'm not talking about Toy Story. <laughs> which one of the toy stories now but like uh, look at look at the uh the netflix castlevania like they they had some 3d elements like some of the weapons were 3d but like the animation style was dope and it was definitely a lot of 2ds like even when you look at the fight uh when they were storming the actual castle um yeah it was it was all it was all 2d and i think it was really well done so i don't think we have to worry about that but uh what, what would you guys want to see from an animated witcher that they wouldn't have because I mean, okay, so the live action one did a lot, it did a lot, so it's a really hard question to be like, Oh, what can they possibly do? Because they did do a lot, but like, what would you guys want to see an animated one that they can't do? Just just more gore. I mean, like, I mean, when it comes to action, you really can't beat live action because it's like, Wow, I can't believe that got the actor to do that, or the choreography was really cool. Like, that's what makes you want to see a live action movie yeah. or live action fight or live action anything is when they do a choreograph like combat or fight. It looks dope. Yes. Especially when they did what the treatment they did in The Witcher, where like that wide camera angles, you can see everything. It was like watching like a like a fucking like martial arts movie pretty much. That's how That's that's why I'm worried though, to be honest with you. Because like anime action is a lot different from live action, as you yeah. said. But like I feel like because anime action is usually like more exaggerated and more exciting to watch. And I feel like if you're going to have Geralt like literally running off of a wall, doing a backflip while chopping a dude in half and then grabbing another guy, chokeslamming him to the ground and grabbing the tongue off of a demon and ripping it out at the same time. When you go back to Henry Cavill in the live action for if they do a season two, which I imagine they're going to do, that you're just going to be like, it's going to be like going from A New Hope to duel like to the duel of the fates in phantom menace like you're just gonna be like Yo. why are they standing so stiff this is kind of boring now and it kind of detracts from the original yeah or like you yeah. know the other thing the other thing the other thing they could do also which i've always found better in a anything animated they could look make the monsters look a bit more terrifying mm. like for I don't know, maybe yeah maybe it's just me i'm not sure but like whenever they have like monsters in in anime they're scarier like for instance attack on titan they're just large humans but they're scary. They terrify me, and I don't know why. Or when you watch, like, um, Berserk with, like, Gatsu and all that stuff. Like, the monsters mm -hmm. they have in that are very terrifying. They have human eyes with fucked up teeth. It's like, it's just, it adds an extra, it, it, what it does, basically, is it shows you the monster, but there's enough there where your imagination can take it another step forward. Yeah, they can get a bit more creative with the monsters, and they can, they can have them fight a certain way. They can have Geralt move a certain way, where, where it would be more exaggerated, more over the top. 
Oh, you know he's gonna be way more accurate. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. He's gonna be doing like two story friggin' somersaults in the air, and you're gonna be like, why isn't he on the Olympic team? <laughs> yep. And because it's uh, from the team of Korra, they have him do like an Avatar State kind oh, of thing, and he just starts chopping out whole hordes of monsters and stuff. I'm actually kind of hoping it's almost like a prequel, like an origin, like when he's a kid or something. Like, I would really like to see that. Ooh. Yeah. Because that would explain why he can move as much as he yeah, can. Yeah, because that way you can get that crazy, like, action in and just, like, not kind of register or compare it in your brain to the live action. And I think a lot of people are kind of curious what he was like as a kid because it kind of hinted at some of that at the end of the at the end of season one. So, so you want young Sheldon but the right. Witcher? <laughs> <laughs> young Sheldon but the Witcher. <laughs> I didn't think of that. That's actually a really good idea. This could be really dope as a prequel because people already love this series. I mean, I haven't, I haven't. People who aren't even in gaming or anything and stuff like that. People that I know are like, "Oh, did you see that Witcher thing? That was that was pretty good." And like, "Oh, when's the next one coming out?" And I'm like, I, "They they're gonna do it, but I don't know. They gotta do." That. And uh, and a buddy of mine was talking about it. He was like, "Well, they gotta do something. I mean, or else like this hype's gonna die down." And here we go, <laughs> animated. And I, think, and I think it'll draw people in because they like this story. So people who maybe aren't even into animation might be like, all right, well, I like that show. Let me get into or this. Or even, even something along the lines of, I uh, remember yeah. that uh, Batman animated series episode where it's all the kids are talking about how they encountered Batman and it's all just different styles. That, yeah, Like that something like maybe like a more anthology series where like you have people at a bar talking about like Ugh. how they met like. Of like Geralt, it's the bard. Of the it's literally the bard. It's, it's the bard singing stories. a tune <laughs> at different. Oh, that'd be dope. It'd be the bard because he like yeah, he, he makes his yeah. shit extravagant, pretty much. So it makes sense if he could do like a fucking yeah. two story tall like somersault because that's, that's that, the type of story. It should be a rock tells. opera. So then, as a viewer, you're like, oh, it's just an exaggeration. That's literally all I want to see is either him as a kid or the bard telling the stories of Geralt. Oh, yeah. you know, I love a good yeah. anthology series. Yeah. I'd be down for that. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, but uh, anyway, yeah, so so Geralt of Rivia uh, normally flies into battle. And speaking of things that fly, haha, smooth transition, the smooth transition is always wherever. Uh, we've had a little preview, a little leak. Leaks can't stop uh, from um, uh, Marvel. Yeah, yeah. So we have some set pictures from Falcon and Winter Soldier because whenever you film stuff outside, there's bound to be people to snap some photos. And uh, looks like we got a little preview of, uh, what is it, U.S. Agent? Yeah. And uh, and U.S. Agent was originally a bad guy. Casey, can you tell us some uh, or Greg like a little bit about uh, U.S. Agent for people who don't know? Uh, sure. So John Walker is one of the first major replacements for Steve Rogers as Captain America in a time where Steve wasn't feeling so hot on the government. So he's like, I'm giving up the shield and I'm giving up my suit and I'm I'm giving up a lot of things and I'm putting on a costume with a cape and it's terrible and we'll never speak of it again <laughs> so with cap stuff all turned in they go to this guy john walker and it's like john walker true american you know marine soldier we love you you're big and a muscly meathead and you're everything we want captain america to be uh but we don't really have the super soldier process all hammered out so we hope that your power broker stuff or however you got your powers is good enough and definitely didn't make you crazy but it did <laughs> and eventually Cap and John Walker clash as the captain, Steve Rogers versus Captain America, John Walker. And eventually Cap beats seven shades out of him and gets his shield back and a suit back and his role back. And Walker is given the U.S. agent role and he goes on to join the West Coast Avengers, but he's still kind of a dick all the time. And him and Cap clash a whole bunch over the years. And yeah, was he was he was in. um. He was in Jessica Jones, right? No, definitely not. Wasn't that him? You're thinking, You're of, thinking Nuke. of Nuke. Oh, I'm thinking of Nuke. Never mind. Also an asshole. <laughs> yeah, very true. Uh, I wouldn't mind them reintroducing Nuke at some point if they go into more super soldiers. But as it stands, John Walker's in the show, and I really, really hope they give him some kind of crazy edge. Like smashing his face through a table and just saying, like, party time! Cap's here! But from looking from that, but looking from that photo, like of the of the leaked photo, it looks like he has a gun. He actually has like a sidearm, like on his hip. Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, so yeah, that means he's gonna asshole. be like popping caps in people's asses, and it also makes you wonder, like, do caps they popping caps? <laughs> <laughs> Cap popping caps. <laughs> like for this specifically, hey. are they gonna like remake the Super Soldier Serum? Is he gonna be using like a? Is the suit like somehow enhancing him so he can do the shit he can do? Yeah, like Captain America. Like in the comics, he gets his powers from a guy called. The Power Broker. The Power Broker! Who is kind of like your friendly neighborhood 
drug dealer who gives out superpowers instead of drugs or drugs that give you superpowers it's it's a bit of a mixed bag now he was in jessica jones uh yeah uh, sure probably yeah if i just keep on saying <laughs> eventually jones, it'll, eventually it'll land it somewhere right. That's pretty neat because I, I'm wondering too, um, because this all takes place after Avengers Endgame, where Falcon is essentially Cap, um, and and he and but he but he's like like a regular right yeah he was given the shield he was he was given the shield and we're all just assuming he's going to be the, the next Cap, um, so I wonder how he's going to handle the shield as well because he's just a man he can't throw it like Cap just like Cap he can't throw it just like Cap uh, he's just a man <laughs> so is he going to receive some of the some form of serum is there a serum that's around. No. no, not in this. Remember, in this they world. tried to do it, and the Hulk happened, and then they tried again, and the abomination happened, and then they just stopped mm. trying after that. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, yes and no. There's the there's Winter Soldier who got a variant of it at least, and all the other Winter Soldiers that followed him in the experiment, and maybe possibly Black Widow. But uh, what they lack in or rather what they have in regular science, they lack in having Vita rays to stabilize the serum. So, you, you know, it could still be out there in some form or another. We, we also don't know, like, what else is going on behind the scenes in anything in the MCU after, really, Endgame, if you think about it, besides um, Spider-Man. Like, we haven't really seen, so... Maybe they're developing something, maybe they're not. Maybe the leader will actually show up. I doubt it, but maybe. Well, I mean, the Hulk rights are still tied up at Universal, and they haven't, you know, made a Hulk movie in, like, 12 years. Oh, damn, that's not done yet either. What are they doing? Yeah. What the fuck? They're making cats and losing so tons ridiculous. of money on it. So they say, screw <laughs> it, just have them. What one would think that they would just see what happened to Sony and be, just be like, just here, just take it yeah. and give up. But uh, in, instead of movies, this this TV series. What do you what do you think the story of this TV series is going to be? Because I mean, who's I mean, I don't know anyone who's really excited for Falcon and Winter I, Soldier. I am. I'm sure super they're for they're it. cool. I mean, like I said, I know oh, anybody. You know one man. Excited. One man. I know one man. So so what, what, why are you excited for for this series? Like, what do you think the story is going to be? Because we have we have Falcon being given the shield. We have these uh, these leaked photos of of U.S. agent. What's going to happen? Why does he have the shield? Like Falcon's supposed to have the shield. Did did, did, he, did he whoop Falcon? Falcon's monkey ass just to get the shield? I mean, maybe. You know, the government probably took it from him. It's like, hey, man, you're not a licensed member of anything. You're a criminal. So we're taking that government property. We're taking it back. Oh, wait, is, isn't Falcon still technically you're also supposed to be in uh, in the raft? Technically, he's yeah. technically a criminal. So what we're saying is the beginning of the show is going to be Falcon turning around with the shield and a government agent walks up, goes, <laughs> we're repossessing this, and walks nope. off, and he just stares nope. off. As the shield gets taken away. Well, you guys are also assuming that that's the only shield in existence. There's nothing super special about that super soldier's super shield. Boom. Nailed it. Um, except for the fact that it's vibranium. I fuck up on vibranium, the word vibranium, after all of that alliteration. God damn it. Um, and now they probably have a deal with Wakanda to just be like, yeah, yo, give me some shoot? vibranium. I need it. I don't think so. I, I can almost guarantee it that they have something. Wakanda does absolutely not export vibranium. They do now. Yeah, but, well, like, they know it's there now. Like, maybe, everyone knows Maybe for it's Falcon there. they will. Like, once once, once U.S. agent gets that shield or takes it from Falcon's monkey ass, like, uh, Falcon goes to Wakanda, he's like, bro, hey, hey, bro, <laughs> hey, my brother, hey, I need, uh, I need, okay, can you, can you, let me hold a shield? Let me hold a shield, Luke. We're, let me hold a shield. Wakanda's giving him anything. They're going to give him those cool energy wings he has in the comics Sick. instead of his paramilitary backpack well, you're also assuming that the u.s government did not pay ulysses claw before he died ooh, to get this true. that's true plots Ooh, okay i would love to have him back true because so uh cool. yeah like an effort was, was trying to bite off of him being like uh yeah yeah that uh yeah. that stole you you're telling me the u.s government did not buy any of that off him are you then if you're if you're trying to sell me that I like where your head's at. U.S. government's just like, hey, we heard you got yeah. some vibranium. You know what I mean? Let's go. The show is ultimately going to come down to Falcon and and Bucky looking at the government being like, you guys are making a huge mistake putting this jerk in the Captain America suit. Yeah. And the government's going to be like, no way. And then he totally goes rogue. And then they're going to be like, oh, Falcon and Bucky, come back. We made a huge mistake putting this psychopath. And it's like, da 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 That's the show. But isn't like Baron Zemo in this also? <laughs> yeah, he's supposed to be the main yeah, villain. He is. And you know what that means? Thunderbolts spinoff. So one of the reasons why I'm excited about this is if you think about everything that Marvel's ever done in terms of like, like you have their superhero movies, but they're really like a subgenre. That's the subgenre to it, right? Like Ant-Man's a heist movie. 
um, Captain America is a war movie, right? This, I think, even though it's a series, I think it's just going to be their lethal weapon. Oh, my God. Really that'd be so great. Bucky is really is too old for this I'm shit. I'm really hyped about it. <laughs> 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 so that, that's something that I'm really pumped about. I kind of hope they play off that riff. Because if you remember them, um, and I think it was Civil War, they had that like good comedic they really did, yeah. back and forth. And I'm hoping that they, they play upon that and they don't try to yeah. bury it. I don't know. It's, it's It seems interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm more hyped about the other Disney Plus Marvel shows that are coming out, but this one might be a good start. Hell, they, it might be a really damn good show. We don't know until the first yeah. episode uh, comes out. But uh, speaking of things that come out or may not ever come out. Guys, I want you to think of the your favorite video game that's going to come out this year that you're so excited for. You got it? It's mm-hmm. fucking delayed. I don't ah, care what it is. Ah, it's delayed. Ah, Guys, it's delay season. It's all delayed. Beginning of the year, we were supposed to have a phenomenal March, and now there's like almost nothing coming out in March, except for things that were delayed like last year, and now we're delayed until March. Let's do a little rundown of some of these games. Cyberpunk, 2777. Oh. September, delayed. Marvel Avengers. Does anyone actually really care about this game? I say they don't. No. <laughs> no. Delayed. Until September. Surprise? No, no one is surprised. Dying Light 2. Delayed. When's it coming out? Nobody knows. It, indefin- indefinitely. It's, yep, it's, who knows. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake? Also supposed to come out in March. Hell, it was supposed to come out in November. Now, push back to April. Only one month. That's not that bad. Just gotta wait one more month to get your cloud fix. Animal Crossing New Horizons was delayed, but is coming out in March on schedule from that first delay. So that's great. You're welcome, Casey. I made sure that happened for you. Uh, (laughs) Skull and Bones, which is, you know, the other pirate game. What was the other one? What was the other pirate game that came out that people were into? Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Sea of Thieves. The game that was announced the same time as Sea of Thieves, Skull and Bones. Uh, Sometime between April April 2020 and March 2021. It's coming out at some point. They haven't actually released a date when it's actually coming out. So, who knows? I guess that's kind of indefinitely. Um, my quick Googling said between April 20th and March 2021. I'm going to go ahead and say that that reporter didn't do too much reporting. Anyways. <laughs> uh, between now and the Doom future. Channel <laughs> is coming out in March. But again, was delayed from last year. And then, of course, <laughs> The Last of Us Part 2. Only push till May. The end of May. That's not too bad. That's not too bad. It's going to be May. Yeah, it's going to be May. wonderful. And besides that, um, let's talk about like the delays of games. Like This stuff happens all the time. Um, and while, on one hand, it's good because we're probably going to get a better game than we would have, um, it really, really sucks for Hell people yeah. that work in those studios. Because a lot of times, you get delayed, but they're usually still the same budget, which means that a lot of these developers are working like tons of overtime tons of crunch but they're not actually getting paid for it so yeah yeah it's a weird quality of life double-edged sword. what's it called uh cd project red behind cyberpunk actually uh put out a thing that said that they are going to be crunching but they are going to be paying uh all of their devs like overtime and everything so they're still gonna be getting 100 percent of their pay for regular time but they're gonna get like i think like 200 percent increase or something like that they're, they're getting Oof, they're, they're getting an increase like for for the crunch and for overtime for them to work weekends overnights and stuff like that because cd project red knows what's up they know <laughs> that they're here for the gamers they know they're here for the employees and and the fact that they put that out there is is incredible, and it's a shining example to the to the rest of the gaming industry yeah. who doesn't do that, who That's absolutely also, do not do that. That's probably one of the things that probably like attracted Keanu Reeves to the project, not just like the script and the story and all that, but he's just like you guys. Yeah, are, like, studio a seems pretty rad. Studio, like you take. Care also, of they just days. got a big yeah. influx. Yeah. It's just like it's like we acknowledge that 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 we're like we're delayed, but we're going to pay our employees yeah. for overtime. We're going to make sure they're taken yeah. care of. The crunch is going to be bad, but these people are going to be taken care of. And it's just like hearing that as as, as a consumer, as a gamer, as someone who like who likes their privacy, it, it makes me want to like invest in them more and like get yeah. more involved with them. And it's just like it, I mean, other students just do this. <laughs> they're people. They're working. You know what I mean? They're not just these tools for you to make you know a buck. EA, <laughs> all of EA. <laughs> and what's really cool about uh, yeah. one thing is good about that. Um, they they did just release The Witcher Three on Switch like a few months ago. 
um, which probably gave them a nice little influx of cash because a lot of people were probably into, hey, yeah, look, sure. I can take The Witcher on the go. Um, it's That game's going to basically be like the new Skyrim. It's just on everything at some point. I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure I'll have Witcher 3 on my phone yeah, in like two 100%. months. Who knows? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so speaking of, speaking of other things that came out, there was a finale something, right, Greg? Ah, yes. The uh, the crisis finale. And man, did they have one last rabbit to pull out of a hat out of seemingly nowhere. A rabbit or a space monkey? In the space monkey, there's that too. They had two more surprises <laughs> to pull out of the hats. So it was a, the last two episodes of Crisis debuted. I think it was uh, last week or two weeks ago, something like that. Uh, and it was actually, it was really solid. It was a pretty, it was a really good ending um almost two endings to oliver queen's story so for those of you who have not watched it we are going to go to a little bit of a spoiler territory right now uh, essentially in the beginning of crisis oliver queen is given the mantle of specter and it lasted a whole two episodes so he died at the beginning of crisis and then he died again he died better at the end of crisis so he used up essentially all of his specter powers, I guess, or energy or whatever, to combat and destroy the anti-monitor. Which is weird, because you think, oh, he's got the powers of God. Yeah, but apparently it wasn't enough. That was one of the, one of the disappointments of the uh, crossover event for me personally, because I was kind of hoping they would just leave him a specter and say, like, if you want to come back, like, we'll pay you a couple bucks and you can come, and, you know, do your thing and then you leave and that's it. But they like they killed him. Good. They made sure he's not coming back. Whoa. How, how did he die? So like he did this final battle with the anti-monitor and it wasn't like all that great. It was, it was kind of lackluster. And he just, they just annihilated themselves, kind of like Doomsday Superman-y. Kinda. Oh, so he now are they, are they doing a thing where it's a specter that died or Oliver no, it's Queen? It's Oliver Queen. Okay, died. so okay. I don't know what happened to the specter spirit. Maybe it went back into um, what's his face? I can never remember his name, Jim Corrigan or something like that. Uh, but that was one of the big uh, twists at the end of like in, in between the hiatus, mm-hmm. where it was just like Kim Gorgon shows up and he's like, "You're the specter now," and I was like, "Oh shit!" Suddenly, the fact that he's wearing a green hood for nine years makes a lot of sense. It was all meant to be. This is actually pretty fucking cool. Yep, green arrow. That's it. Setting that's up just the specter the whole time. Um, yeah. So what the, what they did now at the end of this the the whole culmination is all of the DCCW shows now exist on the same Earth. Before which that was should have oh, done from the beginning. From the yes, beginning. facts. So uh, one of them they couldn't really do. So like Supergirl couldn't really exist on that Earth because Supergirl did start off on a different network. Right. So when it switched yeah. over to the CW, they kind of like had to figure that out. And they already had from that um, World's Finest crossover event from when she was on um, CBS that they were just like, all right, you're just on a different Earth. Black Lightning, they shot themselves in the foot because they were just like, oh, no, this is like it can't be part of this world. It's its own thing. And everyone's just like, but why? This is mm. the stupidest thing I've ever heard. So they, oh, wow. So Black Lightning is not involved with this? So he was. He did show up in this. And the, like, it was literally just the, the monitor picking people out of like different realities. and that's Or them even jumping into different realities. A.K.A. the main character of every yeah. TV show. So Black Lightning shows up for a little bit. He's not a main focus, but he shows up for a little bit. And the result of Crisis is that they, these shows are now in the same universe the previews made me think that black lightning was not a part of it which got me all kinds of angry but i've been reading reports since that have been said yep nope it's all one thing that was kind of the point which was also kind of the point of the crisis on infinite earth comic that happened oh, okay so the whole point was just to merge everything yep he's got a seat at the table right yeah oh yeah he does yeah so then they open it's kind of start like a uh the hall of justice essentially and that's where we saw the uh what was it gleek the the Wonder Twins Super Monkey, but that's not the thing. what? Yeah, oh yeah, they said that at the end. <laughs> what? Yeah, they put that in there. They put it in there. Oh my, it's gonna God. happen. They did a lot of crossing over in in these past five episodes. We saw Titans show up as clips and things like that. But the one thing that no one thought would show up was the DCEU, and this was actually a very last minute thing. I was reading a report on. So Ezra oh, really? Miller, yeah, Ezra Miller shows up as the Flash for one scene where he interacts with Barry Allen, the Flash. Now, um, a little bit behind the scenes for all of you who have not heard this, essentially the story goes that Crisis has wrapped. They're like, all right, we're not shooting anymore. We're done. We're good to go. And Ezra Miller's people called up, um, I don't know, someone, I don't remember who it was. It was probably, what's his name? Greg Berlanti, Berlanti himself. Yeah. And it was just like, they were like, hey, Ezra kind of wants to be a part of this. Like, do you want this? And he was like, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but I have to run it by... Um, Grant Gustin, because like 
we wrapped like his contracts over like he does he he can if he wants and they told grant and he's like yes do this immediately. <laughs> absolutely 100 percent. so um they originally wanted to do it on the green arrow set but that was already like gone and torn down because arrows pretty much going to be over so they ended up having this little scene meet to meet with grant gustin and ezra miller and something that i never realized is they never actually call ezra miller the flash in justice league he doesn't have a superhero name he doesn't have a superhero yeah name. he just he just became that he's just like that a lightning thing yeah. yeah so like barry allen's like oh i'm the flash and he's like the what <laughs> that was great so he was like oh yeah yeah, like yeah of sorts yeah and like for me like i see the two costumes side by side and granted uh-huh. you're welcome ah. <laughs> this is not the best flash costume that grant gustin has worn still yeah. leaps and bounds better i don't like the oh, air yeah. holes it's really it's, weird it's weird and like the the lightning ear things are kind of weird too for me, but like it's still way better than Ezra Miller's. Like even oh yeah, the fucking yeah. body armor. And they're like, oh look at this. Cool. And so it's like, oh yours is like uh, like oh it's hard. It's pretty oh, cool. Yeah. But look at look at Grant's face. He's like, oh. <laughs> I love Ezra Miller's face. He's like, oh you're like cosplay. Hey, do you want an autograph? Or yeah. Something? <laughs> but he's like, oh yours seems comfortable. It's probably like, like a knock. Or Ezra Miller probably said something on, on the DC like movie universe like behind the set. We're like, man, this is really uncomfortable. I'm a superhero, but this is uncomfortable. Yeah. So he's so in this series, he's probably like, oh man, yours is really comfortable. Look at that. Yeah. Oh, it's very forfeit, very comfortable looking. <laughs> I'd, al- I'd also like to think that right after this is when he goes into was it Donna Justice where he like sees Bruce Wayne. He's like, oh, we're not a thing that's never gonna happen in the movie ever. Like I think that <laughs> I'd like to think that this is a result of that. We're yeah, because the, the result is like, uh, like what are you doing, DC? Do you know where you're going with this? Do you know where, where, where you're going to? Do you know what life is showing you? Wait, but isn't he wearing a different armor in that sequence, like with the visor? or whatever i don't know no one cares I don't think enough DC to knows what they're doing it's just a cool that. moment but it's just yeah. like is it gonna amount to anything in the uh I, movie universe we have no idea i think the movie universe is over like i, I honestly so? think yeah, it's, it's wrapping up but that's why they did this because this is like this is a power move not a power move this is like a, a hail mary pass this is like a wait we're here too remember us like everyone <laughs> is focused on this and this team up even though it's very, very much kind of the knockoff of Endgame on a much lower scale, obviously, it's still better than Justice League. Ooh. It's just... Low bar, it's, Greg. I mean, it's a low bar, low but like, bar. still, like they spent all that money on Justice League. And this is doing way better and making probably way more money. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, something else that's going to be way better than Go that. On. The Clone Wars! Hey. The official trailer came out, and ooh, does it look good. Mm, what do you guys think? Um, I wasn't too excited until I saw the trailer, and I was like, ooh, this piqued my interest. Because I thought, you know, I'm, I'm, like, yeah. I mean, any more Star Wars content you put out there, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to consume it in any way, shape, or form. Um, so I was going to watch it regardless, but I was going to watch it with, like, just a little, eh. You know, because Clone Wars really wasn't my favorite of the animated series until maybe season three or four. Cause that's when they literally, they literally started setting motherfuckers on fire. Like they went to like Vietnam in one episode and just started like flaming people. on. on that's where I'm at right mom. now, Dave, I'm watching it for the first time and it's pretty friggin' good. Yeah. There's a lot the, of good stuff in that show. The Mortis stuff. Oh, the yeah. The Mortis stuff, trilogy was good. The stuff with the clone chips and all that jazz. So it's, it got better, but like now that when I saw the trailer, it's like, it does, get me hyped up a little bit because we get to see how this ends and how it's going to lead up right up into, like, Revenge of the Sith. Allegedly. Yeah. The animation style looks so good. It does. I really feel like a lot of this season is going to be some events of Revenge of the Sith just shown from a different perspective. Yeah. What, what, if, what if it's all... What if it's just literally... Episode three, but told from, but but, <laughs> but told from fucking Obi Wan Kenobi's the point of view of everyone that dies. Like like all, this whole time, I've been like I think we've all been kind of saying that Obi Wan Kenobi's perspective is clearly the more interesting for Absolutely. episodes one, two, and three. What if this is just through his point of view? That's mm. what I'm saying. That like that's just what I want from a point of view. Point of view. Yeah. The animation looks great. The new characters kind of look really interesting. Um, Darth Maul. Dude, Sam Witwer as the voice of yes. Darth Maul. Sam Witwer, dude. Bone chilling. It's just so good. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine, like, being his kid or, like, going out and night drinking with him and you're drinking too much? You've had enough. <laughs> oh, man. And he just drops that voice on you. It's like... Also, also, he gives you that look, that Starkiller look. Yes. And you're just like, 
God damn it. I guess I'm done. You know what? I will have star killer. Thank you. More, the more water, the better. Cause he will scout me. Yeah. Well, were there any, uh, breakout moments in the trailers you you guys really liked? You were like, Ooh, damn, they're showing that. Or, Ooh, I can't wait to see that. I just love that. They're committing Anakin to his revenge of the Sith outfit. Yes. That's cool. He just looks way meaner. Yeah. I like that we possibly see like a baby, um, baby Kanan Jarrus, possibly, maybe. So that's why I kind of like to kind of tie that in. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's like I just I'm I'm doing my best not to like really tear it apart because already like within like a minute after this trailer dropped, all these nerds tore it apart. Like they they went in oh, there sure. and set up. Oof. Like, oh, I like it, but this probably means this, and this means this, and that, and that, and that's we're gonna do this. And it's like, no, don't just 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 enjoy it for what it is. Don't fuck it up for everybody. Don't mess this up. It's just enjoy it. You know, the beard to the neck came out. True, but still, just enjoy it for what it is. Enjoy that it's a trailer. Enjoy that's going to give you hype. You know, we know, yeah. essentially, we know how this is going to end. There really is no secret this, secret that. We know where it's going to, like, we know exactly where the story's going to end up. Yep. We know who's not going to die. Yep. We just need to find out how they get to the point where they're going to get. I, I can't wait for the fake nerds to get angry when Ahsoka does not get her white lightsabers at the end of all this. Because they've already established in canon when she gets that. Right. And it's definitely not here. And you're going to see that. I guarantee you're going to see that uproar where it's going to be like, but she had the white lightsabers and rebels. It's the first time we saw her. Well, like what's yeah, really read like, read the, the goddamn books. books. What's really like, annoying me. What's annoying me about this whole thing is like, so at the end of the trailer, they show Padme and Padme. Obviously, she has like a baby bump, right? Um, little baby bump. Could be the way she's standing. Maybe it's the way she's holding it. Little baby you know, It's probably not. It's probably not what we think it is, but all these people are freaking out like, but wait. That destroys the canon because uh, because Anakin didn't know she was pregnant until he got back from like saving Palpatine with Obi Wan. So how's he able to look at her and like not know she's pregnant? And then later on she's surprised and all this stuff. And it's like because she probably said I have a stomach ache. I don't fucking know. I mean like <laughs> no no. The, the answer is because Anakin's a big dumb idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine there's a line where it's like, "What did you swallow a watermelon?" She goes, "Yeah." He goes, "Okay, I guess that's it." Yeah, space off. watermelon. <laughs> There's no way Anakin knows how babies are made. Are you kidding me? There's also True. if you watch like the, be- the beginning of uh, Revenge of the Sith, though, like there's a lot of like dead space at the beginning of that where they're just like lounging around Coruscant. Yeah. So there's a pretty it's pretty easy for them to decide like how much time has passed between like the beginning of that movie and like the end of the movie. So we can. I'm also wondering if this is like maybe weaving in yeah, and out. I would I would say that's probably what they're going to do. Which is it's the last season. But he yeah. never leaves. And people are like up until yeah. like the very end, Anakin never leaves Padme. He's always on planet. He's always on world. Yeah, but you don't know that. You know, you see him while he's hanging out, you know, in their apartment and going to like meetings and stuff, but you don't know what happens between that. He yeah, literally goes like to meetings, meetings and shit. <laughs> That's what he does for 90% of that movie. But he was given orders to be next to, to like, freaking Palpatine the entire time. Like, sure, maybe if Palpatine went off-world, maybe he went with him. I'll give you that. But from yeah. what we can see in the movie, he never goes off-world until the very end. Yep, but there's there's enough. They don't specifically say he's, he's here the whole time. Right. We just don't see that. Like, yeah. It would be dope There's if a this whole movie, the whole season is just Palpatine sending uh, Anakin off to do some shady shit that's, like, borderline. Yeah. Is probably what's going to happen. That's actually the, the, <laughs> the subtitle. <laughs> Star Wars right. Clone Wars, shady shit. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of uh, shady shit, Casey? So a lot of stuff is leaked this week with Star Wars Episode Nine: colon, Duel of the Fates. The original Colin Trevorrow script that came out uh, before Last Jedi. Um, first, it was the script that got verified and confirmed, and now it's a whole album's worth of unused concept art. And the concept art looks looks really cool. So, so for those who don't know, uh, yeah, the concept art elite from Colin Trevorrow was the original director for Episode Nine, and then he was axed. And then they wanted to bring Ryan Johnson, but a Bob Iger, the head of Disney, was like, no, bring in J.J. Abrams. Anyway, uh, apparently these are confirmed concept art. And they leaked, and here they are. And they look really freaking cool. <laughs> like, goddamn. Well, first up, we've got Ray wearing Luke's outfit from Return of the Jedi with a blue double-sided saber staff, which is her own staff and, I assume, Anakin's split lightsaber crystal. 
Bro, a, a double-bladed ray with like from her staff would have been so damn cool. Yeah, it's like Exar Khan. She looks great. Yeah, and that outfit. Ooh, the all black. The little uh, yeah, like the the, the, the Luke in the the cat suit vibes. <laughs> it looks really damn good. And also something I don't think Disney would go for uh, a resistance trader being uh, about to be executed with a lightsaber guillotine. Yeah, yeah. Is that Disney's probably like yeah, it's Phasma. Damn. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, and, and on Coruscant. So, and and in these leaks, it looks like a lot of this takes place on Coruscant, which would have been really cool to see. So, the design for Coruscant is that it's like a city built on top of a city, built on top of a city, and there's like tiers, and it's all a big metaphor for social hierarchy and whatnot. And, you know, you got your rich folk on top, and then you got people on the bottom just slumming it around. Slumming it on the streets. From a visual perspective, there's just a lot of neat stuff in here. Well, like I like the whole thing with like uh, Ray is being trained by Force Ghost Luke. Mm, that would have been really neat. Uh, there's also different concept art of like different sceneries and backgrounds that look really, really damn cool and yeah. very, very Star Warsy. There's a a really cool uh, chase scene where uh, Poe and Ray pilot a razor sail through uh, bonded in waters, chased by the Knights of Ren in the Knife Nine. So they have like this uh, ship the Knights of Ren use. And they're, they kind of use the, the the same like razor sail kind of thing in, in the actual movie, so it looks like they used some of this stuff. Sure, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it looks looks really cool. Uh, we have a new alien, uh, Torvalum. Uh, we have uh, Kylo fighting Vader in a sequence akin to the OG movies with Luke uh, going into the tree. Yeah. Uh, so that might have been pretty cool because I got, I think Dave, you said something about the original, not the original, uh, the original script for Force Awakens, where they did have Vader in there, right? Yeah, they did. They basically had Anakin turning into Vader as he was speaking to Ben or Kylo Ren or whoever he wants to be at that moment, pretty much. Kylo Ben. Kylo Ben. <laughs> Kylo Ben. <laughs> it sounds pretty cool. Uh, we have some concept art of the First Order occupied Coruscant, which looks really damn cool. That just uh, looks this- like Independence Day screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> it does look like Independence Day. It looks really damn cool. You got like uh, like a huge. It looks like it's it's upside down. Um, and then you have yeah, like certain things like like Casey alluded to. Like you have a roast Finn three P one R two attempts to activate a beacon on Coruscant to broadcast Leia's hologram to the galaxy. Ooh, oh, that would have been a great mean? way to say goodbye to like Carrie Fisher. Also, yeah, yeah. Like she she pretty much she pretty much started as a hologram and now she ends as a hologram. Yeah. Oh no, it'd have been so good. Come on, what? Disney. Come on. I'm just oh, I'm just a guy on. who works in an office and I figure that out. Come on. That's come so on. cool. What? And See, that'd the, thing, amazing. The, thing she, I, she, the thing I hate with concept art and stuff like this, like it looks beautiful, looks great, and we probably would have had a really good story. Mm-hmm. But this has been like the bane of Star Wars since literally a new hope. There's always yeah. been like this concept art that just Never made to the screen. That would have been great. It would have been awesome. But it was just concept art of what something could have looked like. It didn't have any yeah. story behind it. Like Luke, oh, Luke oh, in that yeah. scuba gear fighting Darth Vader. Yeah, like there was that. <laughs> or the stormtroopers or stormtroopers supposing are supposed to have lightsabers originally. Um, lightsabers are supposed to weigh like fifty pounds. Like there's all this stuff. Like the concept art, the concept for like the Revenge of the Sith was, was what would really piss you off. There's a lot of cool shit that Lucas yeah. could have done. That he didn't for whatever fucking reason that he thought of. He's like, oh, let's do this. No, never mind. That really kind of like fucks shit up. This one is The Last of Us Star Wars skin. R2 3 po roaming the streets of Coruscant. <laughs> it's Last of Us, but not 3PO. This one's really cool. Finn rallies citizens of, of the Coruscant really underground cool. to yeah. fight back. That's really cool yeah. because because you got Coruscant that's occupied by the First Order, and you got Finn who was a stormtrooper who is now a you know a resistance hero. Uh, you know, rallying everybody, all the citizens. Like this is bull. They can't like fight. They can't get all of us. Let's rise up. And they're like, yeah, we won't take this anymore. We're not gonna take hey, it. Hey everyone, let's throw rocks <laughs> at these guys with guns. Yeah, I, I'm like, oh, that's really cool because it gives Finn something to do because he's such a cool background instead of him just yelling Ray and look like a thirsty motherfucker throughout the whole entire series. Yeah. Uh, and you have Ray. <laughs> and like, meanwhile, on Mortis. Ray faces uh, what looks like uh, some some kind of um, deranged, like rancor-looking creature. Ray faces a monster outside of the forest of Mortis. Looks really good. So Ray's like off, like doing her own thing. She's training. She's using her saber. Uh, she has her own adventure. And you have other crazy stuff like the underground of Coruscant is is gearing up to rise up against the First Order, and uh, they paint old walkers, that's old sick. ATSTs, and stuff. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And it kind of looks like uh, what they did for the Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like it. It yeah. looks almost just like what they did. So it's like, wait a minute. Like, 
how long have they seen these? Because that looks almost like what they did for Mandalorian. So, I, like th- these, it's true. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> they do exist. And and a really cool one where uh, defected stormtroopers and Coruscant citizens cheer around old painted First um, Order walkers. So the citizens who are rising up against the First Order uh, repurpose old walkers and paint them to 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 their their side, and they're going up against the First Order and they're cheering and they're trying to go up. Like what? A re- like an actual rebellion, an actual rebellion of people coming up and rising together. It's so crazy. Guys, it's it so would have been like lame. Oh, corporation didn't want this to happen. <laughs> uh, the barricade. It's just like Les Mis. It's literally Les Mis, but in Star Wars. Yeah, and yeah, and it's it's Jean Valjean singing. I stole yeah. an Ewok. <laughs> and it's, it's something beautiful about it too. Like you have this scene: the stormtroopers are preparing for battle against Coruscant citizens, like them, like going up against the people and the people coming against it. Now, something something Disney would not. I don't think they would have done because this would not have gone over well with anyone. R two died. Yeah, the death yeah. of R two. In the battle of Coruscant, R two is destroyed. R 2s head is scorched. Emotion like we've never seen before from 3PO. Finn is speechless. He is crushed by it all. Chewie takes R2 Scorch Shell onto his back. Nope. What nah. do you guys think? Nope. Nah. Nope. The only proper ending for R2-D2 in Star Wars is they go so far into the future that he's just rolling around New York City. And then that's... <laughs> <laughs> Although, Stupid. he freaking got shot by a TIE fighter in the freaking yeah, New back. Hope. He, got, he came back, so... He got, just saying. he got shot in um just in uh, Return of the Jedi also. Like he got yeah, hit, yeah. so like dude's been taking taking yeah, heat he from everyone. It. He, I mean he's yeah, meant he to be he's he's an asteroid. He's meant to be like on a ship or like on the outskirts of a ship. So they are they're built to take stuff, you know. Three PO he falls apart yeah. just by falling over, you know, but like R two, like he's <laughs> he's one tough son of a bitch. Yeah, he's a trash can. So, 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 so speaking with of tough, you have another concept art of Ray with her double uh, a saber fighting against Cal. Yeah, that would have been, been really cool. dope. Mm. Like, like, can, can we get a really cool choreographed lightsaber fight in a Star Wars, please? I mean, come on. I mean, I, you, you've had the Obi Wan v Qui Gon Jinn v uh, Darth Maul fight, and those guys went at it. Okay, and you have the uh, the Battle of the Heroes. You had Obi Wan versus Anakin Skywalker. Those guys really went at it. Can we have a cool one in this one, please? That's something I really wanted from this newer trilogy. We never really got that. I mean, we had the throne room scene, uh, which 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 was all right. Uh, you know, uh, what really ruins it is a channel called Corridor, where they had a stuntman who picked that whole scene apart, and he was just like. Oh my god! Like who who coordinated this? This is so mm. bad. Um, but it would have been really cool to see. Like imagine if they really like imagine if they got Ray Park to be like, all right, uh, Daisy Ridley, here's how you use a yeah. double saber, and here's how you're gonna stunt on Kylo Ren. And they're like, all right, Kylo Ren, here's how you're gonna stunt. I'm on gonna Ray. teach you how to do a cartwheel flip kick. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Yeah, it would have been really to see them like really go at it. Something really cool. What do you guys think about? In the script, apparently, there's a scene where she gets blinded by Kylo Ren, Ooh. and later she just fights him blind that's sick like a zatoichi like a blind swordsman yeah i like it she uses the force to fight him like kanan jarris yeah so she fights kylo he's been training with one of palpatine's old masters who isn't plagueis and he's got like vampire force powers where he can suck it out of you which was supposed to be snoke's original purpose so in the fight where she fights him blind she ends up destroying his lightsaber he tries to suck the force out of her but she puts her hand out like he did in last jedi and he takes it, and she sucks, like, the dark side out of him. So there's, like, a balance within her of, like, the light side and the dark side. But none of that matters because the best part of the ending is that he still dies, and they don't kiss, and that's great. Which is what, like, oh. <laughs> Which I like, like I mean, I agree with you, Serge. Like, I would have liked to have seen, like, a good, like, double blade saber with her and, like, um, and Kylo. Because, like, Kylo's style, like, especially in all three movies, and you see it, it's very, very, like, like, Bastard sword, broad sword, the way he uses his saber, all these... Like, He's chopping wood. Yeah, it's like all these aggressive moves here and there. Every single move has a purpose. Whereas with Double Blade Lightsaber, mm-hmm. like 90% of the moves don't have a purpose. They're meant to like basically distract your like enemy to basically like make him look at something else while you're hitting with the other side of the saber. That's the whole point of a Double Blade Lightsaber. It's meant to be more of a, as a distraction rather than an actual like, offensive device. Um, whereas Kylo, he's way more offensive, very aggressive, hits hard. We still see it in this movie when he's fighting Rey, especially on the Death Star. He hits, like, even his blocks are hits. Like, he's blocking stuff yeah. and he's knocking, like, shit out of her hand. So that's, 
it would have been cool to see like her defensive technique with the double bladed versus his like super offensive. I'm chopping through you like because I've already chopped through eight people in one stroke. Ooh, that'd be dope. Uh, another really cool concept art we have here is uh, Force Course Luke grabbing uh, Kylo's lightsaber. That's cool. Yeah, like and just telling him some shit like, "No, son." <laughs> no, I my mean, dude. fuck. Mortis did it, so like, and it made like Anakin like stop for a second. He was like, "Oh shit!" Like this guy grabbed my saber and just, Meep. yeah, yeah. Because it was a whole part of uh, Trevor Skipper where uh, Luke is like almost almost tormenting Kylo, like trying to break his spirit. Oh, and uh, and one of the one of the ones Disney would not go for. I don't even know why this is a concept or why this was even made at all. Oh, dude, it's crazy. So 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 General Hux has uh, a purple lightsaber that's in there as well. And uh, and when it's clear that the First Order is losing the battle of Coruscant, which would have been amazing to see Coruscant in a battle, uh, he commits uh, seppuku. Like he stabs himself and kills himself with the lightsaber that would not have Mm-mm. made that i don't know why this is a concept at all or even a thought you're gonna think disney lucasfilm star wars was gonna do mm-hmm. that dude mm-hmm. ah. apparently in in this movie hux's backstory has him as like kind of a forced fanboy he's kind of like the dark version of donnie yen in rogue one where like he believes in the force and he's like trying to master it even well, though he's i mean not that's what sensitive. the first order was supposed to be that was their thing like they were, they believed in the force. Now that they didn't believe in it, like the, the Empire did, like or the stormtroopers, they all believed it. They're all religious zealots, but they believed in the dark side of the force. That and they believed in, in Darth Vader. Darth Vader was their god. They didn't, they didn't care about the Palpatine. They didn't care about the Emperor. The Emperor started something, but it was like, it was basically like, like Vader was their Jesus for the most part, and that's who they worshipped. Like the yeah. fan base in real life. Yeah, pretty much. Hundred <laughs> percent, and I think in this version, like uh, Hux was like collecting artifacts too, right? And that's the thing that's also like annoying with this, like the Knights of Ren. That's their purpose in this in the entire trilogy, and we never see it, but it is like in like the expand like in like a lot of the like, little books. They're crusaders. That's their point. They're meant to find dark side artifacts, and that was like their whole like thing, and it makes the characters even better because now now the way like Kylo Ren looks makes sense. The rest of them, they're all knights. They literally are knights crusading across the galaxy finding this like dark side shit and it would have went well with what Hux is like collecting all these artifacts and trying to like do dark side stuff but he can't it makes his character seem more you understand why he hates Kylo Ren and can't stand Kylo Ren because Kylo Ren literally has what he wants yeah yeah. he has everything he wants but he can't have it it's gin blossom yeah he has the admiration of like of like the of the supreme leader and he has all the powers he wants he's able to wield a lightsaber like there's no tomorrow but he just can't do it and it sounds like a much more interesting story about hux so we get some backstory thing we get to see some emotion and we get to see uh uh the, the actor like portray that yeah. i would love to see like that portrayed like him seeing all that stuff in kylo and him being like i want that too i want this power and him collecting all these artifacts knowing that he won't amount to what kylo is and that's what really really grants his gears about kylo it's like tom and jumping out of the window in game of thrones oh it's kind too. of cut to it like any other shot like they don't make a huge deal of it and you're just yep. like well there yeah. goes hux <laughs> what about even even that, like 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 cinematic wise there have been a really cool shot of like coruscant just burning down and the cameras behind and we see this big like huge because you know coruscant all the offices have big huge open windows like palpatine's office you know yeah. <laughs> for whatever reason like who watches this those whole drugs? planet is one big osha violation <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty, pretty much and then uh you know we see this big wide shot of everything burning down but it's because the resistance is winning and he sees just like everything going down um, and in the last one here, Leia and BB-8, possibly Leia recording the hologram of her broadcasting to the mm. galaxy, the, the spark of hope. And she's the spark of hope, not Ray. You know, and uh, and I think, oh, man, and like, she looks older in this concept art. Like, she's graying, mm. you know. And she's in her old, uh, old outfit. Oh, I'm like, oh, man, this concept art, like, it just, it, made, it doesn't make me mad because, you know, uh, concept art is good. But like Dave said, we don't know how well it would translate yeah. to film or how it would look. Because right. it all looks good, but how would that translate? We, we don't know. Because there's, there's there's some uh, good concept art in The Mandalorian that came out pretty, pretty good in the show. And some, not so much. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so overall, like, what do you think you're asking about these concept art leagues? I mean, did they, did they make you pine for a movie that wasn't or? Uh, and I'll say it again. I mean, it's the concept art we've seen in like all the other movies. It makes you there's like especially in the prequel trilogy, it's the movie I wish we would have gotten. Like the movies I wish we would have gotten mm-hmm. in the prequel trilogy. Um, yeah, maybe they could have done that differently or changed that. This would have been a good move. Hang on, this would have been a good movie. We would I would have liked to have seen. Um, I just wish that 
Disney and like Lucasfilms didn't listen to all the angry fans. I just wish they would have like still gone with what Ryan Johnson did. Ryan Johnson basically gave him a clean slate, and they're like, "All right, you know what? Let's just go with it." I mean, we can still use these legacy characters and go what we do what we can with these legacy characters and still make a really good story or make a three hour movie. You know, because what JJ did, JJ did the best he could, but he was playing catch up. That's literally what he was doing. And we saw it and we could see it. Like if like that, that would have been better as a three hour movie or two movies. And it probably would have been a better story. Um, was, I'm not saying yeah. the story was yeah. bad, but it would have been more, it would have been less move along, move along and more just watching what was going on. Yeah, I agree. Hope, hope for the JJ cut guys. <laughs> yeah. All, and it, it also makes you question like the direction of, of Lucasfilm too, because like if this is what Chitravaro was cooking up, and uh, apart it from does. like you know the seppuku thing, you know this looks like a really interesting story just based on these concept arts. If we take well, these storyboards, they didn't want, they didn't want to take a chance. A pretty interesting story, and and yeah. and if and if and if the management over at Disney Lucasfilm is like no, uh, we don't like any of this. It's like wait, what? I mean, it's it's too bleak. It's it's too bleak for Disney. They would have met, they would have like there there would have been some hella compromises mm-hmm. that probably would have landed somewhere. It honestly probably would have landed somewhere yeah. where we, closer to what we got as far as tone, it, it, like tone tonally. Yeah. Um, but there are some freaking cool ideas in here that would have been. I would really dope. like to get one of those fringe like windows into an alternate dimension that where this movie was actually made and just sit down and yes. watch it and see like how a tear in Bioshock yeah. Infinite. You poke your head in. Oh, wow, <laughs> oh I'm here. Great. I can watch this. Uh, this does look amazing. I I'm not changing my position on Rise of Skywalker. I did enjoy it. I'm super glad they just like retconned the shit out of Last Jedi because that was yes. a fucking dumb thing for Ryan Johnson to do. But that being said, I still want the JJ cut, obviously. Um, this movie just has more interesting. Like, it is more of a risk, and that's why I think no, you're right. it more Absolutely. interesting. I think Ryan he, I mean, Johnson he was had a the fan right of the idea movie. where he's it's, like, it's, people they both don't did something the and we'll, thing, we'll skip after this. But I think his execution was terrible. But, um, like, they both were telling different narratives, and, like, JJ was just trying to, like, make you. Like, it's a, it's a term from South Park. He's doing, like, the whole, like, member berry thing. He wanted you to, like, like this, and he put a lot of old themes into mm-hmm. it like the forest awakens was literally just a rehash of a new hope that's literally what it was i hate to say it but when you look at it right it's basically his cover song for a new hope that's exactly what it is it's Force a cover awakens song. was a rehash of a new hope but it's like what if jj yeah. abrams made a new hope and so he still has his mystery boxes in there which is yeah. yeah, 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 and um, <laughs> and, and to me, it had a sense of like wonderment. Yeah. Yes, like a sense of mystery. Yeah. you know, which is like like I like I remember like see, like see, see, seeing yeah. Ray for the first time and her just like going down the Star Destroyer on the on that that piece of like sheet metal and the music playing and I'm like, oh man, we're in there and and we just we we, we took a breath, we were breathing with her, yeah. well, you know, we were just blasting through <laughs> it and and I love that and I love that that directorial style, you know, mm. and I and wish we just had thing, more though, time with these we characters and you know, just for them to breathe and for them to tell everything, you know, because this is such a huge universe. And, all, and uh, they added like, so much in the end. The, these characters didn't really earn the love they should have earned because we're waiting for the old characters. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, I I disagree. I think the old characters did take enough of a backseat. Well, to yeah, the for characters f- and. I mean, yeah. I definitely have my favorites from the new characters, which means that they showed us enough of them. But what I'm saying though is like a lot of to, that's why a lot of fans get upset with these opinion. characters and hate these characters and say they're the so legacy were shepherds and not like the main focus on it. The old characters for us, we get it, we get it, we get who these characters are. Like these characters aren't one dimensional. I have people who <laughs> like this one guy in particular who says like Ray is just a one dimensional right, character. Yeah. She was just put they, there for they a certain narrative, and that's it. Yeah, and it's like no, there's. Yeah. Yeah, and no, they did. I think and you Finn, got to see the Finn's really the only progress. one they did kind of dirty yeah. where they yeah. they underused him. I think everyone else had some sort of uh, of arc. Yeah. yeah. Um also Rose, they did her dirty too. They did yeah, Rose. They did. Oh, they did they Rose, did Rose so dirty. Too. Yeah. <laughs> they did her so but I think dirty. Finn Finn was like such a fan favorite by the end of Force Awakens and uh, no, uh yeah, Force Awakens, sorry. Woo. 
it's getting my music movies yeah. mixed up. It's such a fan favorite after Force Awakens, and then he just kind of didn't really do, didn't really grow as a character yeah. like yeah. a whole whole mm. lot. And I wonder if that's having something to do with with the, with the Chinese market because I don't know if you guys know, but on the on the Force Awakens poster, they made John Boyega smaller, like oh. much smaller, and they made DB8 bigger because reasons. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the Chinese market is a lot more important in Hollywood nowadays and for, for them to make money than the American market. Mm. And there's certain things they like and certain things they don't like. So uh, I wonder why that – I wonder if that made any difference in why the John Brega didn't do that much in Northern Farm Uh I don't know. I have no idea. But, uh, yeah, Chris, I agree. Like, uh, the, he was so underutilized. And he has such a cool story. You know, he's, he's, he's a stormtrooper that in this universe, in, in the First Order, they're taken eventually <laughs> for, from their families – made into child soldiers right. they grow up and they're when they're old enough they're conditioned to go just follow orders and do whatever and he said on his first mission he was told to kill innocent people and he's like i can't do that and he broke away from his conditioning from his training and he ran off into the resistance and became this like hero to no fight no, no. He, he corrects him he's like why are you doing this it's the right thing to do and he's like you need a pilot he's like, yeah i need a pilot that's the only reason why he did it yeah. like if poe was if poe wasn't a pilot i guarantee he would have been like fuck off i'll figure this out you need a pilot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I kind of like, I just kind of put this together. I kind of like that the Force did their own Order 66. Kind of. Like, the, the Force itself was just like, oh, you take you take the clones from me? All right, I'll take the Stormtroopers from you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he kind of did at the end of Rise of Skywalker. I mean, they didn't really, the problem is they didn't right, lean right, right. into that whole storyline. Like, again, we know that there was a hell of a lot more to that story that was a lot yeah. deeper. Um, that would have really backed up what's going on with Finn that we missed. But again, everybody, JJ I, Cut, let's hope for it. Let, I honestly hope we get think it. what Star Wars needs to do next is do what they're going to yeah. do with um, the Dark Tower series and have a right. actual show or miniseries lead into a movie that leads into more of a series. So that way you, it becomes like a big event when the movies happen, right? And then they can make more money with their damn Disney Plus subscriptions because you know those shows are only going to be on Disney Plus. And basically, like, I'm going to make a big <laughs> assumption on this one, but I'm going to assume that everyone who likes Star Wars is going to watch the, the, those shows. Let me look at The Mandalorian. Hey, here's something we won't be watching anytime soon. The Obi-Wan Kenobi show on Disney Plus. God damn it, Casey. Rip my heart out, why don't you? You stop it. Come on now. Ah, give me a break. It's the my perfect ass. setup. So, apparently, head honcho Kathleen Kennedy did not like the scripts that were coming out, so it's being pretty much reworked from the ground up, and it's on indefinite hiatus. Just give it to fucking John Favreau. What's your problem? Take it. Give it Give it to either one of them. Give it to Filoni and Favreau. Those guys play Star Wars really well together. Like, give it to those dudes. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Like, oh, yeah. I hate to, I hate to be that guy, but I'm like, just give give Lucas Films one of those two dudes. Let them run it. Oh yeah. Let them do their thing because they're <laughs> yeah. do because they're doing they're yeah. doing a great job yeah. with 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 Mando. Anything yeah. um anything John Favreau touches literally turns to fucking gold and prints money. It should be <laughs> it should be Filoni. If if it's anyone, it should be. He's been around yeah, long yeah. enough. He's had he's had him. his hands in more screen time than any of the other Seriously. than any of the, all the movies combined. And like he and he's learned like from Lucas himself. Yeah. Like he literally learned like all this shit about the Force and how it works from Lucas. Anytime he wrote anything for the Clone Wars, he was like, "Does this work?" He goes back to Lucas and they talk about it. So he's like firsthand. He knows how this whole world should function. He knows how. This should it's, all work. It's like poetry. It rhymes. <laughs> Stop staring at my glitter. <laughs> but seriously, it, it could be Fav- it could be Favreau and Flynn. I mean, you had the Russo brothers directing the hell out of the MCU. So you have the two of them, yep. uh, you know, buddy buddy up for this. I mean, you have you have those two, and especially Favreau, uh, create something that even people who don't care for Star Wars like watched because everyone was like, oh, this is really good. So you have The Mandalorian, right? Like, people I know who don't even really, like, they like Star Wars, but they're not, they're not really fans, but they're just like, oh, I hear the buzz mm-hmm. about this thing. What's this thing with Baby Yoda? And they checked it out, and they're like, hey, I'm not really into Star Wars, uh, but, you know, that that Mandalorian was actually really good. Exactly. And so many people have told me that. They're like, I'm not really into it like you are or whatever, like, casual, but they're like, it was nice because, like, you didn't really need to know 
that much and it and it wove a great story i mean people know uh obi-wan ewan mcgregor and they can weave a, a good story that people will be really into and favreau and filoni yeah. have proven that they can weave really good stories so just do it to them have them be the russo brothers of of the star wars universe i think that's a win-win there and kathleen kennedy can be rest assured that these guys are are tried and tested all right you you gave them this project mandalorian you told them to yeah. do whatever what they needed to do you liked yeah. the scripts like what they did and you approved everything and look at their great success huge success people want the mandalorian season two now they don't want it by the end of the year they want it now people are want to pay want to keep those <laughs> disney plus subscriptions going because of it now people asking me hey what is it what, what do i get, get more than mandalorian i need more than coming yeah. and i'm like not for a while they're like oh should i keep my disney plus subscription i want people who got <laughs> <laughs> yeah i even even showed a buddy of mine like through my subscription like hey here's the first episode and he was like can we watch more <laughs> you watch the whole thing? and by that time the whole thing was out he was like can we watch more how much more is this i'm like oh there, there's seven more episodes he's like there's seven more of this? <laughs> and he wasn't he's not even a star yeah. wars fan and he loved it well because again mean, it's what it, what what it is what it is it's like and like you said sergio it's good storytelling and let's great enough, storytelling and it's enough where anyone who watches it doesn't need to know what happens in the other movies. They put just enough in there where you know it's like, all right, they're stormtroopers. Those are the bad guys. I know those are the bad guys. Okay. This guy looks like Boba Fett. So he's related to Boba Fett. I need, I, I know that. Okay, cool. Like it, And mm. there's a Yoda thing. So it's related to Yoda somehow. Okay, so this is, this is cool. But they don't need to know anything else outside of that. Everything exactly. we need to know is told in every single episode. I honestly, though, think that and even if you didn't have that knowledge of Boba Fett and Yoda you'd still find it super adorable because they play up to the archetypes of what they represent in the Star Wars universe, right? In terms of, like, like you have your master force user who's just, like, in a cuter package. Then you have your badass Ronin wandering around as, like, his fate intertwined with that force user. That is apparently why they're rewriting the Kenobi show. Interesting. Oh, why? You have this wandering loner who's protecting a young ward in the desert. There's, I'm just gonna say this. There's no way in hell that baby Luke is cuter than baby Yoda. There's no way in hell. <laughs> <laughs> baby Luke. So, so they're rewriting it because like uh, all of a sudden they're like, oh, we made a similar script. Wait, what? How'd that happen? But, but, but we wrote it already. <laughs> yeah, we wrote it already. And kind of the kid's like, what is this? This is the same exact thing. Are you, are you, are you copying and pasting homework from, from the other classmates <laughs> in this company? <laughs> like, what are you doing? The problem is, is that most of Mandalorian takes place on a desert planet. And we know yeah. that Obi-Wan has been kind of exiled to, to a, a desert planet. Planet. Since they gotta rewrite it, you might as well do like one episode where he protects Luke, and then you do a flashback where he's, you know, on his own planet originally, and he gets picked up, and he's getting trained by Qui Gon, like in the books. Well, so th think of think of this. This just kind of jogged the old the old imagination noggin kind of going. So imagine him around a campfire with a bunch of kids, because he already has the reputation of being old Ben, right? At this point, right. mm -hmm. and he's just telling stories of his life. Or of not of he's not presenting it as his life as stories that just happen in the universe, but they're really about him. Imagine that as your setup, and that way you can go to different planets. It's not all on a desert setting. You can kind of do all that, kind of like what Casey was saying, and then it's just under the guise of someone else. Get someone who kind of looks like Ewan McGregor to play the role, but not really. Like in that, mm -hmm. I think that would be really cool. All right, everybody, that's all the time we have for this episode of the Bad Cody Funky Podcast. Thank you for tuning in live here on Twitch.tv slash Bad Cody Funky. Also, checking out Booster Greg streams at Twitch.tv slash Booster Greg. When also, he does his show, yep. Adapt This. Oh, yeah, Greg? so Adapt This Season 2 coming up this year. Uh, we're getting a whole bunch of bookings underway, new stuff. Uh, we're going to be talking about Superman Red Sun when that hits, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, for those of you who haven't listened yet, essentially we go through a DC animated movie that has a direct comic book adaptation, and we read the comic, we talk about it, we talk about the movie, and we do a little critique on the movie as well, and we do a little uh, amateur voice acting hour, so it's good fun. You should definitely, definitely go check it. Wherever you find this podcast, you find that podcast. Except if it's yeah. Twitch.tv forward slash Bad Kitty Funky lives at Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> but guys, make sure to follow us on every single uh, social media platform. You got Twitter, you got Instagram, you got Facebook, all that stuff. Make sure to follow us and give us a good rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, everywhere you can listen to a podcast, including our Heart Radio, every single where. Thank you guys for tuning in each and every week. We do this for fun and we do this for you guys, but uh, we will see you guys later or we'll see you another time. We love you, everybody. Good night.